This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's 8 a.m. and you're tuned to Mississippi's number one choice for non-stop sports. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Where am I? On The Zone 105.9 and online at TheZone1059.com. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow to see Jimbo Fisher, the College Football Hall of Fame, and an Atlanta Braves game on Friday night against uh, the Anaheim Angels. Is it Shohei Atani? That's right. It's the Los Angeles. They dropped Anaheim a few years ago. It's Los Angeles Angels. It goes to show you how much I've kept up with Major League Baseball. Yeah. Growing up, for me, they were the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is an insane name. Okay. You know, I don't think I've really followed the Angels since Mike Sosha was their no manager. One, no one follows the Angels. Yeah. Even though they made Shohei me mad that year that they beat uh, San Francisco Giants and Barry Bonds in the World Series. Oh, so man. that may have been... You know, I had to quit the the Angels at that point. I did have uh, Rod Carew's baseball cards, nice. and that was when they were the California Angels. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I loved Rod Carew. He was a a really good player, but I don't think he was as good as Tony. Gwen- but they were both just uh, slap hitters, singles hitters. But you know, excellent at the plate. Yeah, Tony Gwynn was amazing. Yeah, no, Tony R- Gwynn's R- one R- of my favorite players. I was. Uh, yeah, that was a tough one for me in 84. I think it was 84 when um, the Padres and the Cubs yeah. were in the playoffs. Um, because I was a Cubs fan because you got to watch WGN every day as a kid, that's which right. was, yeah, for you two, for you and Will, that's not a big deal. For us, it was cool. Uh, even growing up, though, before there was a bunch of TV, you always still got Cubs on WGN, even here still. Right. So, like, that was still one. And, but I love Tony Gwynn, too. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. You know, your favorite player, Pete Alonso, was in the Home Run Derby. Was he really? He did not do well. I watched some movie uh, with Pierce Bronson in it last night, so I, I skipped the Home Run Derby. That was two nights ago, but yeah. 
Oh, last night. It? Last night was All Star game. That's what I meant. I, yeah. I missed the All Star game last yeah, night. It's okay. Yeah, you didn't miss much. Nah. Uh, I, maybe I should have switched. Did you watch any of it? I had it going on while I was doing some other stuff, so I was like kind of watching it. Okay. Was it riveting? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton hit a absolute mammoth blast. Okay. He hit it 112 miles. That's an a hour. cool name, by the way. Yeah. 112 miles an hour. That's very fast. That's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Russell's Reserve Bourbon and the uh, 10-ounce filet with the side of scallops at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. We're streaming live on TheZone1059.com. Show is also, uh, is always powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf, DancingRabbitGolf.com. Uh, combine it all and have an amazing couple of days uh, up at Pearl River Resort. You can do the golf, Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, and Philip M's. Um, also, our Farm Bureau Insurance call in line is 601-707-3750. Um, Twitter handle, Twitter, Twitter, at Bo Bounds. And then uh, what was Mississippi Ag is now Ag Up Equipment. Your Ag Up Equipment John Deere Tractor text line is 601-885-3776. We're giving away an unbelievable... Will, will you hand me that bag cooler, please? Thank you. Uh, we're giving away an Alabama Crimson Tide bag cooler today. Roll Tide, Paul. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. It's not from Walmart, and um, <laughs> it is... Uh, Just- Despite Walmart owning the Alabama graphic. <laughs> it's uh, here. It's fully insulated and water resistant. It's really nice. It feels like wetsuit material. It does. It's that neoprene. Like, I don't know. It, it's that. It feels just like that kind of stretchy wetsuit material. Very cool. Ooh. And so we're giving it away. Tell us who you think uh, could beat Bama. Maybe could, your fan base would rather lose to Alabama. Um, either the regular season in the SEC championship game in Atlanta or the college football playoff, maybe a rematch with Georgia or an Ohio State game. Um, I had to pick a regular season game. I didn't feel good about any of them, but I picked <laughs> at Tennessee. If, they, if I really looked at the schedule start to finish, I would lean toward Georgia. I mean, if, again, I favor Bama, but lean toward Georgia in the SEC championship game or an Ohio State you know, maybe in a college football playoff, but I'd like to see Ohio State play some. Mm. But that's not what we're doing. We we like to predict before the season before we know anything uh, or know much. <laughs> and so where would I lean, though? Would I lean Georgia and Atlanta or Ohio State? I, I'd really, I think, lean Georgia and Atlanta. Oh, I disagree. Better over, quarterback. Uh, yeah, I know. CJ Stroud. But, but I think Georgia is... Uh, I just think Georgia is such an animal now. But they um, lost so much, and you have Stetson Bennett at quarterback. I know. Mr. Ranch dressing. What happens if Alabama doesn't lose so their good. top two receivers last this, year? This guy's a national championship quarterback. Yeah. I mean, you can't take that away from him. Look, the, kid, the, the story is beyond unbelievable. I, I mean, he could... He couldn't start at, you know, East Carolina. Hello. But because he's in that program, because he, you know, hung in there, and because Kirby Smart can't recruit quarterbacks, it, it, it's <laughs> it, it, he is. Yeah. 
Look, if JT Daniels he is, is healthy, a serviceable, but on that team, he's really good because of the talent that you're surrounded by. Correct. If JT Daniels is healthy, he has just as good a chance to win that title as Stetson Bennett. No doubt. It's just JT got hurt, and then Stetson just didn't do anything bad to give it away. Yeah, it's it's, and that's right up Kirby's alley. It's right up Jimbo's alley. In reality, it's yeah. conservatism. Yeah, let's be very conservative offensively. And let's let the defense just wear down and wear you, or wear you down and wear you down and stifle you the whole game. I just think they lost so much defensively. You're not keeping up with Alabama in a racetrack, and Bama will racetrack people all year. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I really do. Bryce Young and, and those receivers, yeah. and, and what they have coming back with Will Anderson on defense and all that. Doesn't yeah. even matter which receiver's name you put out there. No. It's just it's just receiver X, They're receiver Y, receivers in, in, I mean, interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Wow, that makes it fun. Out of bounds, ESPN <laughs> one oh five nine the zone. <laughs> Mike Leach talked about that without Well, with all right, let's drop that. All right. So so Leach talks about Nick Saban in Atlanta yesterday at SEC media days. Some of it's the resources of the program, not to take any way, thing away from uh, Coach Saban because he does a tremendous job and he's, uh, and then also has a, a big tree of coaches, um, you know, but uh, there's, you know, circumstances can be beneficial too. I mean, uh, you know, he's done things at Alabama that nobody thought were possible, uh, but I would say that, uh, um, you know, he's a better coach at Alabama than he was at Michigan State, for example. <laughs> and uh, so I think there's some circumstances that can contribute to, you know, success, too, that have to be accounted for. But he does a tremendous job of, uh, you know, getting the most out of his players. And one thing that I've always liked is, you know, he's not afraid to coach them hard. And then doing that over and over again. I mean, he's a guy that we all, uh, you know, admire and you know, and uh, and then, of course, uh, the magnitude and power of uh, Alabama commands attention. <laughs> I love it. So he does give Nick Saban, he, he heaps praise on yeah. him. Because some people have run that program probably. So oh, we know it can be done. It, it, it apps Bill Curry, you know, DeBose Shula. Yeah. Uh, Franchione actually won. He just got out of there. He couldn't handle the crazies. Again, they'll count how many tomatoes are in your wife's salad when you go out to dinner. And he, he literally, he could yeah. not, you know, they went out to dinner a few times and he realized he could. I mean, Saban doesn't go out to dinner. He, well, he eats turkey sandwich or something. Well, <laughs> no. Now there's, we're, we are in a different day and age. You can get, go through the back and get into private rooms. But I mean, he's out there on, uh, what is it, North River or whatever, the country club, whatever. And, and in a 90,000 square foot house and he's got a personal chef and he, it's all good. It's a different day than when Franchione was making $1.2 million and now Saban's making $11 million to coach the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, I do want to get into this about Charles Barkley going to the Live Tour. Uh, we, we've got to discuss this on the other side. Wow. Seth. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
go to your happy price, price line. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be sure to join us on Saturday morning, July 23rd for Blue Health Baptist Day of Health right off of I-55 in front of the Blue Health Baptist Clinic in Madison. This community event focused on you and your family's health. We'll have fun things like a rock wall, bouncy houses, face painting, and more. There'll be health and wellness activities, cooking demonstrations, biometric screenings, and the official opening of the Blue Health Baptist Walking SEC Media Days coverage is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi since 1980. Independent. Independent Roofing Systems, roofing.ms. And uh, Mike Leach. So we knocked out our coaches Monday and Tuesday. Blake, do you have the lineup for today? You can get that for me in a second. Sam Pittman is live right now. Oh, I love Sam Pittman. Um, we dropped this the Sam Pittman mm-hmm. for me. Go Hogs. Yes, sir. That guy could smash a barbecue sandwich from Hickory Pit with yeah. a coleslaw on it. Absolutely. And a cold beer. And you know that Sam Pittman thinks that he knows that cold beer is one word. <laughs> it's uh Sam Pittman now, then Billy Napier. With Florida after that. Or excuse me, no, excuse me, Kirby Smart's after. They don't have these in order. Kirby Smart's after with Georgia, then Billy Napier and Mark Stoops. Okay. I imagine Billy Napier and Mark Stoops will be very boring. When do you think the last time Nick Saban and Kirby Smart communicated? And was it prior to the national championship game? Via text or talking? Yeah, I think they... I are I I'm not sure they really When you say prior, do you mean like going into the game? Did they like talk? When you're down on the field? Oh yeah, they definitely talked on the field. I know that. I'm I'm asking when do you think that do you think that they have talked since then? Because I'm not sure they have. I think they have, yes. Okay. I don't think their relationship is as toxic. Is fractured? No. Interesting. Well, Some people closer to the deal believe that uh Kirby it's not good. is bitter. Yes. I've heard that before. No, too. actually. Oh, Saban? Yeah. I've, I'd heard that Kirby was. There's a lot. I Kirby was an interesting character in Tuscaloosa. They did yeah. a good job of keeping his time in Tuscaloosa in the dark. He and Kiffin, no question. Correct. But I mean, that thing is that thing is an airtight bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, you don't you don't go against the czar. No, 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 no. I mean. I think Saban has. You want, you want to still be the police chief? Yeah. Yes, no, sir. seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think Saban has a unique ability to be the 
gracious mentor because of how successful he still is. Mm-hmm. If this was one of those cases where Saban had stopped coaching and wasn't continuing to have success and they were having success, there might be a different perspective for Nick Saban. But for Saban's point of view, he's still on the mountaintop. It's easy to look down. Sure. It's a lot harder to look up, right? So I think for Saban, it's very easy to text Jimbo after he messed up and say, oh, my bad, Jimbo, because he do- it doesn't matter no. for Nick Saban. I-, I don't think Kirby and Saban are, are, are close whatsoever. Now, they may be cordial. Um, I think that's what they are. I don't know if they've had a phone conversation since the national championship game. If I had to bet a hundred bucks, I'd say no. I think they definitely had to have texted. I don't know okay. if they have had a phone conversation. That's Fair a enough. great question. Maybe somebody got married, and the, you well, know, that's not. Yeah, they were together for so. When you know, you and I've worked. How long have you been here? Uh, four years. Twenty-seven. Five. So yeah, five. This is year five. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you're with someone that much, that much time, yeah, and you're investing in trying to be successful, um, and you're on the journey together. So Kirby was able to hang for like eight years, which is insane, insanely long. Yeah, and that Saban side of the football, and Kirby handled it really well. Yeah, and by the way, even though they had a ton of talent, Kirby's numbers proved that he was an outstanding play caller. Yeah, for Alabama. Well, and they it's didn't not. Dip. I mean, yeah, there are different levels. Yeah, even though you have Alabama talent, but to get to that point in that success, now, you have to have friction. I also give Kirby this: he was, he was calling plays at a time when we had not opened it up quite as much as we have today, as far as offenses. So a lot of people were still playing ball in the microwave. Yep, and 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 again, Kirby's good, but that played right into the teeth of Alabama at that time yeah. because their front seven or however many you want to count were so dominant and so nasty and so physical. Yeah, Hugh Freeze and Texas A&M were the two that said, we're going to spread it out and go vertical and really stretch you yeah. and see if your linebackers and secondary can run. Yeah, and even Clemson to an extent did that in the title game. Sure, sure. It was the same formula. It wasn't out Alabama, Alabama. And, and LSU's problem was that they were trying to out Alabama, Alabama every year because Arkansas, Miles, yeah. Les Miles was never going to open it up yeah. like he should have. And we saw what happened once LSU opened it up with Joe Burrow. You know, yeah. And again, even, don't forget this, Charlotte, even as loaded as Georgia's defense was, and it was loaded, loaded. May, maybe the most loaded defense in the history of college football. They couldn't stop Bama's passing game until that last wide receiver got hurt in the national championship game. And that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. People can't cover people more than about three, three and a half, four seconds max. Yeah. Actually, that's The game's totally different. Yeah. The game's totally different. And and Bryce Young did what he wanted in Atlanta and was doing what he wanted. Where was that game, Blake? Miami, L.A.? Uh... Miami, right? I think, yeah. Sounds right. So, yeah, you're right. I think, and going back to what Kirby and their relationship, too, and why Jimbo and and Saban's, when you have that much success, you also have friction, and it takes takes two people butting heads, but then coming to a better solution, right? True. It's not always, success doesn't always mean everything's going easy or well for you. But Kirby was... Was a really, really, really good assistant for yeah. for Saban. Yeah, but they still yelled he can at each handle other. him. Yeah, 
And uh, you remember he would push him away sometimes Seriously. on the sideline? No, they would have yelling No matches. other assistant yeah. that I've ever watched Alabama football could do that. There was a lot of respect there for Saban. Hey, I want to tell you about uh, Mississippi Physical Therapy's first responder appreciation event and fun run this Saturday, 7.30 a.m. at the township. Jump in. And uh, you can scan to register. They posted about it on Instagram at MS Physical Therapy. They'll join us at 9.15 in studio. And uh, that's at the township. Their clinic's at the township right by Wasabi. That's the first responder appreciation event and fun run. Speaking of, do we have any first responders listening? Uh, Mississippi Highway Patrolmen, um, uh, EMTs, you know, ambulance, all that, uh, any number of, of military. Uh, if we have any first responders listening, um, shoot us a text, if you don't mind, on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. And we thank you for your, um, well, your work and your passion and commitment to your job. Love to hear from a first responder that's listening to the show. Hit us up on the Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. So Lane Train was Monday. He's probably the best so far. And at SEC Media Days, Mike Leach was yesterday. Mike was fine. Uh, Saban's the one that really got it going and everybody hot and bothered because he dropped that his Alabama football players had made over $3 million last year after calling out Jimbo Fisher and A&M a couple of months ago. What? $3 million? $3 million? Did, Come on now. Was Is that hypocrisy at its finest or what? It's really despicable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, it is. It's it's hypocrisy at its finest. But that's where Jimbo's I... Jimbo's got a little bit of Elmer Fudd in him. Yeah, that's where I go back to Saban can text anyone because for him it's easy. He's six-time national title. He he's, doesn't care. He's he's so far ahead of everyone else. It's it's easy to be the bigger man and, and, when you're the bigger man. And Exactly. And he doesn't care if Jimbo likes him. No, so he can be cordial. He can... He can do the whole passive-aggressive, how are you doing, Jimbo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It, and for him, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. All right. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. It's also brought to you by Highball Eats and Fondren, open for lunch and dinner right by the Capri. They've taken the greatest hits from Robert St. John's restaurants in Hattiesburg, and now you can find them at Highball Eats in Fondren, open for lunch and dinner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Press the button, my friend. Outbound show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. All right, good morning. Welcome in. You can watch the show on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's SEC Media Days week. That's football, obviously, but... We're also coming off the Major League Baseball draft for Hell State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss. So there was a lot going on, you know, the last few days. And um, I'm pretty sure it was nerve-wracking for uh, Lamonis and Bianco and and Scott Berry, among many other coaches. We thought it'd be a good time to bring on uh, Steve Robertson, uh, Gene's Page 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. And Steve joins us. On the uh, Corona Premier guest line. But I also want to give a shout out to a new partner, BioLite, the IV in a bottle. And uh, you can find it at Corner Market Grocery Stores in Bellhaven, Fondren, and Northside Drive, among other uh, grocery stores and service stations. And it is an IV in a bottle. BioLite is the first recovery drink that contains the same amount of electrolytes as an IV bag. That's the equivalent of drinking six and a half sports drinks. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by BioLite. We welcome in Steve Robertson. Steve, let's start with uh, what happened the last few days um, with Mississippi State. And it looks like Lamonis and the crew... Uh, came out, you know, really well with the draft. Let's start with uh, Bradley Lofton out of DeSoto County. What is the latest on the freshman? Well, he, he's undrafted, and um, that's not an indictment on his talent, but, you know, kind of a statement to his signability that, you know, he, he was a guy that wanted to go to Mississippi State. He was going to have to have life-changing money to bypass that opportunity. And uh, I shared last night on the uh, – on our baseball message board that I'd talked to multiple people that had told me that he wanted uh, over 2 million to sign. So he was going to get, have to get first round money. And uh, there, there was some people out there that were, they were close and he got some calls, but uh, this is a guy that's good enough to pitch for Mississippi state on sec weekends right now. I've had two scouts tell me they think that he's, a, he will ultimately win the Sunday job this year at Mississippi state. That's how highly touted he is. All right. Uh, evidently Ross Highfield and Dakota Jordan 
Uh, they let it be known that it was going to take a lot of money for them to leave the Mississippi State campus too? Yeah, and that gets lost sometimes. You know, it's like, you know, Rice Highfield, you know, spoke to him a while back, and, you know, he was so excited about going to Mississippi State. And he's a guy that's like, you know, pro baseball is going to be there, and I've got a chance to go in here and, and have a good experience at Mississippi State and perhaps go to Omaha. And so Ross has been a leader in this class, too, since, since they've really gotten to campus. And, and I, I think it was kind of a genius move for Lamonis and those guys, and they're not the only ones in the country to do it. So I'm not trying to suggest that, but they got all these guys to campus for the second session of summer school. So they were together, like when the draft happened, you know, so as a result, they're working out together. They're eating together. I mean, everybody's going down to Little Dewey. They're walking down to the Cotton District. So they weren't just committed to Mississippi State. They were committed to each other. And so Ross Highfield and those guys were like, hey, let's all just stick together and go win an Apple championship, you know. And so I think that was something – that kind of built some esprit de corps. And I think it really helped, especially some of those guys that, you know, maybe had a lower asking price and got to thinking, you know what, maybe this is what I want to do because there were some guys, once they got on campus, their asking price actually went up. Okay. Um, how many guys do you think could be impact players out of this recruiting, out of the freshman class for Miss for Lamonis in 2023? Well, as far as – I love the class, but as far as 2023 goes, I do think Bradley Lofton uh, is a factor. Uh, Colby Holcomb is a guy, too. That's the big six seven, two hundred 225-pounder that went to Northeast Mississippi Community College and just lit the world on fire. And getting that guy to campus is huge. And I do expect Ross to play. Uh, I think he's probably – you know, you're maybe your midweek catcher and then possibly some on the weekends. And he's got that, you know, he's got a big bat too. I guess a really athletic catcher and, and States had some really good ones with his makeup. I think he's a guy that could be a very special player here. And yet Dakota Jordan's a guy that will factor in as well. Um, you know, is, is he starting this year? That kind of remains to be seen. It's difficult to handle that SEC breaking ball for, for a freshman. Uh, so we'll see how things progress with him, but, you know, I really like this class a lot. I think that there's uh, the, you know, the materials are here, you know, to kind of get this thing rolling again. And that state needed an influx of talent. Now, they're not done in a poor black. So, yeah, I interviewed Chris Simonis last night. I'll run that story this morning. But, uh, you know, they're not done. They're, Chris, very, very happy with the results of the draft, happy for the guys, you know, the, from the current ranks that uh, were drafted. Uh, there were seven guys drafted from the current roster. I think Casey Hunt might be back. I do think the rest of them are going to sign. And I think you know, Casey could sign, too. I think it just kind of boils down to what they offer him. But, you know, Lamontis, I asked him, I said, are you going to sleep tonight? And he goes, yeah, but not for very long because we still got work to do. They got to go get some work done in this portal because uh, it's going to be a mad dash here now that the draft is over for some of these guys trying to find a place to play. And how many do you think that they'll target or net out in the portal over the next couple of weeks? I think you got to get three at a minimum. I think you could go as high as five. You know, I think it just depends on one. Mississippi State is not going to turn away great players. And, you know, Lamontis has to wear this season more so than anybody else. And the guy is an ultimate competitor. And so – you know, Chris is not kind of sitting around feeling all nostalgic. He understands. And he, and he made a comment, and I'd never thought about this before, and, and it's kind of a profound thing. You know, he, he talks about how 
how tough it is to win here at times. You know, it's like, you know, because the, the league in which we play in, the division we play in, and how competitive recruiting is. Because as tough as it is to win here, it's even tougher to lose here. And I got thinking about that. It's like when you think about the expectations this fan base has and the commitment this administration has made to baseball, it's a tough thing to lose Mississippi State because there's just so many people out there that are so emotionally and financially invested in this sport. And so I, I know that Lamonis gets it. I mean, I don't have any doubt in the world that he absolutely gets it. And, and uh, I think they'll use this portal to kind of get some stopgap guys while these young guys develop. But yeah, I, I'm really confident the Bulldogs are going to put together a really good product next year. Steve Robertson on the BioLite guest line. You're listening out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You uh, just received two more texts on KC Hunt. Um, handicap it for me, and is it 50-50? A little bit better odds for MSU. Where would you land on KC Hunt, the pitcher who was drafted, um, coming back or going pro? Well, it's tough to handicap the whole thing, you know, because, you know, we don't don't really know what's going on behind the scenes just yet. But I did talk to a scouting friend yesterday that told me that, you know, KC was was asking for like fifth round type money, which is, you know, right at half a million dollars. And so now that may be where he's starting negotiations. That may be what he really wants to forego his college eligibility. Don't know that yet. Um, you know, but the, you know, the slots are what, you know, hundred, 120,000. So that, that's a pretty significant difference but if they really want him they'll find a way to go pay it everybody has this bonus pool that they're they've got to make sure that they stay under you know that's how the the collective bargaining agreement all works nowadays but i i would say it's better than 50 50 that he comes back not by much but it's better than 50 50 of course they still got you know a few weeks to kind of figure this out but uh, i know that mississippi state will make every effort to get casey hunt back and that's already been expressed to him. He has a place here. And let's be honest, if KC is healthy this year, you know, State's probably picking up a couple extra wins along the way. And, and uh, I think he's the guy that benefits from coming back and pitching another year. I, I think he, he still has some good college baseball left in him. Oh, he's a hell of a talent. I, I would think that Lamonis and Foxhall would want him back. Where All right, if he comes back, real quick, where would you see, like, best-case scenario for KC Hunt? What's his role? Yeah, honestly, I think, you know, if if we're thinking about what's best for the team, you know, I, I think KC is probably a guy that works better in middle relief. And, um, you know, he'll compete for that weekend starting, starting spot. You know, he was the best pitcher on campus last fall with the exception of Landon Sims. And then after the very first start, he gets a little bit banged up and it kind of lingered the rest of the year. But you know, KC's willing to do whatever. Okay. Uh, people are asking about Urangelo Centennial. Tenji or whatever this guy's name is that's ambidextrous and uh, was drafted late by the Brewers. You just mentioned bonus money. One of our listeners asked, uh, Steve, could the Brewers get crazy with the bonus money? And how do you feel about Urangelo or whatever his name is? Yeah, Urangelo. Theoretically. Yeah, uh, yeah, Urangelo Sagenti. Yeah, and it's, yeah, technically, yes. And and that's, you know, you, you would love it in some respects if they don't get drafted. But see, here's still two. So the Brewers have among the lowest bonus pools in the draft this year. 
And then they go out and they go get Bob Moore, you know, from Arkansas. And they're going to have to pay over slot to get him, you know, some incentive to get him to come to school. And so they take him, and then it's like if, if there's some guys out there that don't pass a physical or guys don't sign, well, then you, know, you retain that bonus money. And so they could come back. But uh, Gerangelo wanted, like, top three rounds type money. I mean, he wanted life-changing money. And he's not a guy that's in dire straits by any stretch of the imagination. There's some of these kids sometimes that, you know, they get exploited. You know, there's some guys out there sometimes that, uh, that they know the financial situation, so they pay these guys peanuts, and they pay them under slot and things like that, knowing they're going to sign. Uh, he's not that dude. You know, he's not that guy that, that's got to go sign a contract, you know, just so his family can eat. And so uh, well, basically what's happened here, too, is and, – and we've got a little time with this, I know, but there are a lot of guys late in – drafts in the high school ranks that get drafted that are they're never going to sign them a lot of times that's the the team itself has to pick somebody so it's a kind of like a relationship building thing too it's like you take this guy just in case but if he doesn't sign then you know when he goes draft eligible again you've already got a relationship with him you know so there's a comfortability issue and you, you know as well as i do but a lot of these deals for the first second third rounds these deals are done well before the draft you know and so it's like you start negotiating with those kids before, and and uh, I had somebody tell me, "Hey, it's cool the kids have that, but you know the Brewers have his rights." But based on what I'm hearing, there's not much of a risk of this at all. That you know he's in school, he's already said he's going to stay, and I just don't think that the Brewers are going to have the bonus money available to make it interesting. Okay, uh, you mentioned Highfield playing, you mentioned Lofton playing, Holcomb, maybe a couple others having a shot to play next year which is so difficult in the sec steve robertson on the out of bounds show uh would where do you see gerangelo fitting in if he does decide to stay at mississippi state uh well i think he starts out in the bullpen but i think you know ultimately he competes for a starting spot you know over the course of his career at mississippi state and that's one thing we have talked about extensively is you know state just simply run out of arms this year and then you also some of the arms you had to depend on and i I say this with as much love and admiration as i can but some of the guys that were here weren't good enough to play here and i think that's what you're seeing now is you know that's being adjusted and all of a sudden, you got your guys that are getting turning down your third and fourth round money to come play baseball at Mississippi State. I mean, that's what's got to happen in order to elevate this program. You got to get those big league prospects, those guys from rounds three to five to three to ten to come to college. And I think that's what you know, Gerangelo and those guys do. You know, when that kid first committed, I mean, it was pretty much ninety percent social media chatter. This kid will never come to school. Well, here he is. Here he is. You so see, you got to sweat it out a little bit, but. You know, I think Lamonis and Foxhall and Gotro and Cheeseboro have done a good job kind of selling these guys on the college baseball experience. And so uh, I, I think it's time to get excited a little bit because, you know, these things don't ordinarily happen. And in order to you – know, you see it happen maybe Vanderbilt, sometimes with LSU, with, you know, Miss has had some success. State's had a, had a few guys here and there. But this is a year when you look at State having a top five class in the country and they're going to bring everybody but one player to campus. That, that's That's remarkable. It really is. All right, Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show. He joins us on the BioLite guest line. BioLite is the IV in a bottle. Uh, same amount of electrolytes as an IV bag. Talking MSU baseball, these moving parts for MSU Ole Miss 
LSU Florida is just incredible. Isn't it crazy, Steve? You know, they got to try to evaluate ninth graders, which that's an eye roll for me. Um, commit them maybe by their 10th grade year. Uh, and then project like crazy. Lamonis, Bianco, whoever. And then also you got to deal with the draft. Uh, and now we throw in the transfer portal. I mean, it was already a challenge. Uh, this is a hot mess, isn't it, at this point in college baseball? Well, it is. And it was like, it's just when you think we get some things figured out, it's like, okay, let's move the draft back so the guys aren't getting drafted like in Omaha. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're in the middle of a super regional and you're, you're fighting to get to a national championship. And I can't remember the, uh, the Ole Miss pitcher who was on TV and he gets drafted like in the middle of like a big game. And it's, just, it's a distraction. You know? So you're like, look, can we move the draft back a little bit? Okay, so now we move it back. But, okay, we're going to move it back, but we're going to add the transfer portal deadline of July 1st. And so mm. you're – you're, you're pushing and pushing and pushing, but now you're having to recruit kids to and from the portal. You got some kids you're being honest with, say, hey, you're not going to play here, so you need to get in the portal. And you got other kids you're trying to recruit. And so we get all that done by July 1st, and then, I, then I, now we got to recruit our class. You know, it's like our class is already signed, and can we get these guys to summer school? It's like we, we, have, ne- we have made the competitive calendar for college baseball recruiting more labor-intensive and more stress-filled than at any point in the history of the game. And so they have got. There's got to be some adjustment here. I think the draft is too late. They're thinking, oh, let's have an all-star weekend. It makes everything so much more special. Yeah, I think if you're college baseball, it's like we finally get it moved back. Now it's too far back. Gotcha. Um, so, and it's just so crazy to think what you're, you're talking about. It's like you remember it was like, hey, we you go offer scholarships to these guys, and you hope they all come to school. But you know now it's. There's so many layers to this thing. I mean, there's never a chance for anybody, and not just the coaches, but the players, the parents, and everybody involved. It's become so incredibly labor-intensive. We've got to do some things to to bring some relief. I can't imagine being Gotro or Lafferty. Just the the schedule, the road, all of that, Steve, because it's never-ending. Yeah, I suspect that, you know, you think about that stuff, you know, that the families, they know what they're getting into, I guess, in some respects. You know, it's like you you kind of expect dad to be gone a lot. You know, he's got a cool job, but it's it's a job that requires a lot of effort. You know, but it, it's incredible to think about, you know, what, what they go through with their kids. You know, it's like I mean, the, the things that they miss. And, you know, granted, they're well compensated. That's part of the gig. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's True. just like – I remember, you know, when, when State wins you know, a couple of years ago, and it's like immediately you got to go get on the road and go recruiting because of the fact that uh, everybody else that didn't go to Omaha has got a month's head start on you, you know, so you're making up for lost time. All right, tell me about uh, – let's switch gears to football. Tell me about the uh, Nashville, Tennessee area. I think Joe Crocker, the offensive lineman that chose MSU over Wisconsin and Michigan State. Yeah, pretty incredible get there. I mean, he's got over 30 uh, Division One offers, and it did boil down to those three. And what's interesting about that, too, is, you know, Joe told me, you know, two months ago, he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to take my visits this summer, and I'm going to make my decision, and I'm going to be done. And I was thinking, there's no way this kid with all these offers is going to decide now. He's not going to take visits now. He's going to wait and do it in the during the season. That's exactly what he did. And it, hey, it was smart for the Big Ten schools to try to get kids on campus in July cause, or in June because you know as well as I do, 
nobody wants to go up there and deal with that Michigan State snow, you know, in December. I mean, that, that's pretty pretty smart by them. It's it's kind of tricky too, and kind of unrealistic to expect kids to to understand how how different the summer and the winter is going to be in the in the Great White North. But this kid can really play, and I wrote a scouting report on him yesterday. It's the first time I'd really sat down and watched his film extensively. They play him some at right tackle. I think he can play right tackle for uh, Mississippi State or, or slide inside to a guard. But he's he's a six six, three hundred and ten pound guy that are, he already knows where the weight room is. But he's only going to get bigger and stronger. This is a great get, and State's going to take at least four from the high school ranks and probably a transfer, maybe more. Uh, but this is a guy that I think maybe three months ago wasn't really a guy that we expected to get. And uh, I had a chance to talk to him in person and see him up close when he came for uh, for the camp. But uh, this is a guy that we look at building blocks. We look at these situations where you're not just getting developmental guys. This is a guy that's already got a pretty, you know, pretty high floor. This is not just a typical developmental kid. This is a guy that had a chance to go play some places where they put NFL linemen uh, on the roster regularly. We'll wrap it up with this. Quindarius Jones from Meridian High School. Uh, why haven't why hasn't the Mississippi State staff offered the athlete slash maybe wide receiver yet? Yeah, I think it's just kind of pending the workout. But uh, you know, my, my honest opinion about that is you got to be first in that situation. I mean, this is a guy from couldn't Meridian agree High more. Meridian has been uh, very good to Mississippi State. State's been good to Meridian. And yeah, I, I'm I'm an in-state recruiting guy in the first place. You know, I mean, I, I think my attitude's always been, okay, well, there's this kid in Atlanta. Well, if I can get that same kid in Mississippi, I'm absolutely going to take that. Absolutely going to do that because his coach is going to come to games, his family's going to come to games, his little brother's going to come to your camps. But also, that kid's not going to transfer. That kid's going to understand what it means to play uh, in the battle for the golden egg. He understands what it means to be a part of the rivalry in this state. Uh, and I, I think when you look at Kondarius Qu- Jones, you know, Florida State, and, and good good for those guys for being smart enough to kind of make the move and the kid's smart to jump on it. But his recruitment's far from over. But I think if you're Mississippi State, when you know there is a Power 5 guy within your state, you got to be first. You, you can't let somebody else come in here and jump on him because then you're going to have a fight on your hands. Because, if I, you know, if I'm Marcus and Marcus Woodson and those guys, I'm like, hey, well, where, where was Mississippi State when we offered? Where was Ole Miss when we offered? You know, right. we believe it first. And, you know, listen, local pressure will help you a little bit, but the reality of it is you got to do your homework. You got to do your due diligence. And when, when it, it's time to, to make a move in state, you got to be the first school making an offer. Have to be. All right. We'll leave it there. Maybe with uh, Dave Emmerich going to Southern Cal, that kind of nonsense will come to an end. Steve Robertson, the Boneyard Podcast, Jeans Page 247 Sports, with an update on Hale State football, um, baseball and football. Yeah. Steve, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Man, they're loaded up with all kinds of baseball and football stuff. So they're posting left and right on 247 Sports, um, Jeans Page. Show is brought to you by BioLite, the IV in a bottle. Same amount of electrolytes as an IV bag, BioLite. You can find BioLite at uh, Corner Market in Bellhaven, Corner Market in Fondren, Corner Market in North, uh, on Northside Drive, among other service stations and uh, grocery stores in the state of Mississippi. Um, unbelievable product. And uh, we're going to have to get Blake. <laughs> 
some BioLite. So, uh, Derek, D-Money with uh, CCB, got to reach out to him today. I, I met the BioLite rep, super guy, huge sports fan, uh, a few weeks ago at uh, Fertile Ground Brewery. And uh, they've got great product. BioLite, the IV in a bottle. BioLite, the IV in a bottle. All right, good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Don't forget that we will have the uh, prize wheel. We're going to spin the prize wheel at 9.35 today. So some of you are going to be big winners. And you can watch it on Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show, 9.35 prize wheel right here on Out of Bounds. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.